0: Welcome to the Spearo Hangout, where we talk all things spearfishing, diving, and foraging. We're three guys from Devon in the UK who are excited to share some of their learnings from our spearfishing journey with you over the coming episodes. We bring in some special guests along the way to help spread some in-depth spiro knowledge from some of the most experienced people in the scene. Hey lads. Yo,
1: how we doing? Evening boys. You guys alright? Yeah, good. Yeah, i feeling a bit cold, but I'm good. Yeah, it's still pretty cold at the (laughs) moment.
2: Before we started recording this, I've been laughing for about the last three hours because of Richard's hair. That's an exaggeration, but he looks like one of those action men that their head, used to get their heads and their hair was like flocked on. And yeah, Richard looks like one of them.
1: I've just gone grade one, man, all over. I quite like (laughs) it. When I say say all over, I mean like all
2: over <laughs> does Haley keep rubbing it
1: yeah she calls me a
2: tennis ball yeah. it's weird I'm, I'm sure like nearly all women whenever I get my hair cut it's like and it, like it's really short at the back they just sit there just like stroking upwards against it it's like <laughs> I should stroke upwards on something else
1: <laughs> you lads Lol. been out you lads been out recently or no
0: yeah I've been I've been out um, I went for a dive with our mate Lawrence we, nice. um, we were desperately hoping for some flatfish. None arrived, but the, the viz was there, to be fair. We had like four or five metres, which is pretty cool. I um got some mussels um, nice. that were just kind of floating around on the seabed. Hopefully that's okay. I mean, I, I wasn't <laughs> sick, so, you know, <laughs> it turned out all right in the end. Were they
1: really sandy or like, really gritty?
0: No, I mean, I I kind of kept them in, um, I kind of washed them quite well before and, and kept them in the fridge for... Like a couple of days before eating them, and they do kind of purge themselves a little bit, even when they're out of water. You get like right. this like sandy water, um, like in the bottom of the bowl, right? Delicious, nice. yeah, really, really, really good. And how'd you cook them? Garlic shallots, butter, wine, yeah. Oh, I can't remember now. What, what what did I do? So, probably, um, got some what do you call the, the little onions? You know what I mean? Shallots, shallots. yeah, shallots. Um, yeah, chopped some shallots, bit of garlic. Bit of olive oil just you know let, let them soften down a little bit add in nice. some stock chicken stock um a few herbs nothing like nothing crazy and then just a big dollop of butter um at the end just to make it taste a little bit nicer oh and about probably half of it was wine as well just nice. to um give it a nice bit of flavor yes it, honestly it was it was it was delicious some of the best mussels i've had even though i do say so myself Mole oh, marinier yeah, beautiful. And then um yeah, finished it off with some scallops, which was pretty darn tasty as well. Epic one. Nice. Yeah. It was awesome. good.
2: Well I managed to get out this morning. Did you? I, yeah, yeah. I woke up at because I was saying to you last night about um going out to a, a local spot just before uh sunrise. And uh yeah, so I woke up at half past four. I was in the sea probably about five minutes later. Um, and yeah, I took a pole spear and after about 10 minutes, these massive, they must have been 20, 25 pound guppies came along and I was like,
0: uh-huh.
2: okay, that's a bit weird, but all right. And, uh, so anyway, I just watched them go by and then next thing I know there's like this 20, 25 pound Japanese fighting fish with all their like massive fins at the back and stuff. And so I speared that, um, and then woke up at <laughs> half past seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this morning i woke up and was like nah literally went straight back to sleep into a spearfishing dream which is really sad but
1: <laughs> yeah, at least they're the best type of dreams run so <laughs>
2: yeah. at least i bloody caught something unlike real life
1: yeah right <laughs> um yeah ben so you had an interesting conversation with uh, david meller about something didn't you
0: yeah i did so i spotted a post on one of the uk i think it's like a facebook forum and it was calling out an article about the use of snorkels um, and specifically like the use of snorkels by like spearfishing champions, because it right. turns out that some of those will keep the snorkel in their mouth as, as they ascend. as there's a, a specific maneuver uh, called the global ascent maneuver. I hadn't heard of it either. Um, I thought it was quite interesting. So I just said, hey, David, you know, what, what do you think of this? Um, and he said, you know, look, there's some interesting things in there, but I think the moral of the story is it's still not safe. You know, it, it isn't safe to keep the snorkel in, in your mouth. And there may be specific examples of where some people have, you know, probably through luck more than more than anything, um, survived a blackout event with the snorkel in their mouth because it's, it's allowed them to breathe. But there's probably more examples of people who haven't survived um, a blackout event because the snorkel has been in in their mouth. So it was an interesting article. I think it, you know, it probably is worthy of of a read, but what it doesn't talk about is all the counter examples. And what it doesn't talk about is, so, you know, part of this global ascent maneuver is that um, just below the surface, you'll blow all of the water out of your snorkel in order to free up, you know, so, so you can breathe with it when you get onto the surface what the article doesn't talk about is that's actually quite a a forceful maneuver so it takes mm. quite quite a bit of effort just at the time when you need it the most because as i guess we all know when you get close to the surface that's where the biggest dif- differential in pressure is that's where basically the oxygen is being sucked from your lungs um you know from the is the, it alveoli is that right Mm-hmm. was that like a pasta i don't know no when it's being sucked out yeah, of the ravioli in your <laughs> yeah, Exactly. so when it, when all the oxygen has been sucked, sucked out of there that's when you need it the most and, and obviously if, if you're putting that pressure um to to get the water out of your snorkel um then that that could lead to you know a higher chance of, of, of a blackout so i think anybody reading that article just needs to be a, a, a little bit careful that the the advice is still um, you know, if you talk to any freedivers to keep the snorkel out of your mouth um, mm. on ascent.
1: Out of curiosity, what is the like reasoning behind them
0: keeping it in? So the reason behind them keeping it in is that if you did black out on the surface, is that there's a greater chance of the top of your snorkel being out of the water. So you've right. got it in your mouth, you might suck in a little bit of water, but then there'll be air afterwards. I mean, I'm not a doctor and I don't think any of us are really qualified to talk about you know how true or, or untrue that is um, mm. I, I think and-
2: just using common sense if you yeah. so if you've got your snorkel in your mouth that's full of water as you're going to the surface and let's just say that every scenario that we're talking about now is you you're already blacking out the the only time that having the snorkel in your mouth would be of any good is if you by chance manage to black out, get to the surface, and you're on your front, that would be the only time that then possibly your body could you know inhale a little bit of that water, but purge and then be able to breathe with your face down. But that especially in freediving because they've got the you know safety guys, but in a lot of instances if you've not so, if, let's again. You black taps to the surface. You've got your snorkel in your mouth, and you land on your back. Then you are you can only inhale water. Yeah. The same goes for if you've got no snorkel in. If you get to the surface and you're face down, you've got your snorkel in uh, snorkel out. Sorry, then you're you're not going to be able to breathe. Exactly
0: the same as snorkel in or whatever but yeah it's just, I just... yeah look it's a complicated subject and none of us are qualified mm. to you know to even have an opinion but i can tell you that the opinion of you know david who i very much respect and many people do respect and the opinion of most freedivers that we've heard from is to take the snorkel out when you dive down and keep it out until you've recovered you've done your hook press and you, you have recovered, yeah so, yep. um... i think
1: i think in this day and age there is no such thing as common sense anymore i think it's uh just your opinion. <laughs> and yeah. My my opinion is it feels safer to, for me. So I think I'll just carry on taking it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> me too. Yeah, man.
1: Cool. Well, um, yeah, this week we got Matt Hunt on. I don't think he needs much of an introduction because he's been around the spearfishing scene quite a while, and everybody seems to know who he is. So I'm looking forward to doing this one. It's um it's gonna be a good
0: laugh, I reckon. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt, Matt is currently chairman of the Cornwall BSA Club. Yeah. He is,
2: yeah, yeah, Char- uh, yeah, chairman of the Cornwall and treasurer for the BSA.
0: Yep, nice, perfect. Let's
2: get
3: him on. Hey Matt, thanks for coming on. Hey guys, how's it going? you lot all right?
0: Yeah, Matt. Yeah, good. Thank you. Hey, buddy.
3: <laughs> good.
1: Been a been a long time to, um, since we're talking about getting you on and stuff, man. So uh, good to have you on. Everyone's uh, given us some interesting questions for the end for you.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that kind of took off a little bit, didn't it? It It's quite funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Looking forward to getting to that. So, do you just want to like kick us off, Matt, and tell everyone like who you are, what's what you're all about, and how you started spearfishing, really?
3: Yeah, so I'm Matt. I live in Cornwall at the moment. I've probably been well, I've got been spearfishing a few years at least. I know maybe like five or six. Um, I'm the admin of Southwest Spearfishing. That's been going now for shit probably a couple of years as well actually started by somebody else quite funny enough but um i kind of just took it and run with it a guy called elliot started it up originally i think um so yeah that's about it really i just put around cornwall doing what i do really and southwest oh, spearfishing
0: that's a facebook group isn't it for everybody that doesn't
3: yeah facebook group um it's basically as i said started as a lockdown baby i think yeah. it was a facebook page before that and the problem with having, like, a page, like, nobody else can comment or post stuff, and it or post anything, really. So, um, yeah, we changed it over to a group, me and Elliot, and, yeah, basically just ran with it, and a few years later, oh, we've got nearly 2,000 members now, so are going along That's quite high, but, Yeah.
1: That's one thing we haven't really spoken about much in this podcast is uh, Facebook groups. Mm. Um, your Facebook group, Matt, is, like, one of the ones I recommend a lot, because it's really well moderated moderated and um, it's just really nice vibe in there compared to some others, which same with anything on Facebook, really you get some really shit groups and some really decent ones. And yours is one of the decent ones,
3: um, which what, is what we don't, we don't need to take anything down. It kind of just runs itself. We can just, well, I think it's uh, me and Sam Potter now. Sam does the moderation on it. But, yeah. Um, yeah. We just sit back and let it run itself and it's quite easy. Really? Just,
1: yeah, nice. going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's it's good vibe in there. And um and, and like how did you get started in spearfishing fishing then?
3: Oh so, um, I think I remember my mother's wedding, the photographer. So I've always been like a fisherman, fishing off the rocks late at night and doing all that type of stuff. And at my um, mother's wedding we was chatting to the photographer. I think I was like 16 at this this time, and um he showed me this 10 pound bassy he says, "Oh yeah, cool. It's spearfishing. Never heard of spearfishing before that." So, um, a couple of days later, I asked my mom if I could go buy a spear gun and get into it, and she said, "No, definitely not. That's the last thing you're <laughs> going to do that." And um, turns out, she shot herself with a spear gun. Oh, uh, when she Well, your mom it. did. Yeah, my mom did. When she was an that really? in the twenties or something like that. So it was a big, a big no-no.
0: But um, <laughs> was she trying to go fishing or? just came across a spear gun that was loaded or like how did that happen
3: i think she had it i don't know the ins and outs of the story but um he's on in holiday and on a holiday in ibiza and um yeah ended up shooting herself in the leg with a i'm guessing it was like a little octopus spear gun on the short ones right right that's quite easy to shoot yourself in the leg with i can imagine but um yeah so i was banned from that definitely not gonna happen (laughs) but um a few years later i managed to um borrow a spear gun off a mate and we dived a bay in North Devon, and um, typical North Devon conditions—about one meter, maybe two meters visibility. Swam around in a little surf and wetsuit, froze my tits off. Then didn't catch anything, so um, that was all right. And obviously, being North Devon as it is, not normally much vis, vis going on. Mm-hmm. Um, those lads started shooting in the, well- um, in the Wellingtons, so um, they basically stood in stood on this mark. The tide started coming in, and all the bass and the mullet would start swimming around your feet. So, late at night, they just had their head torches and they just shooting them off in their Wellington boots. (laughs) That's (laughs) one way of doing it. (laughs) But um, yeah, they mainly got mullet anyway, and they all like they built this great big smoker. So, they smoked all these mullet up, and it is, yeah, it's pretty good actually, to be fair. But um, yeah, so then I moved to Cornwall, and obviously, living in Cornwall, it's a lot better down here, isn't it? Really, better conditions and everything. Um, and yeah, I decided to invest in all the stuff. I think it cost me about like 350 quid back then. So like mm-hmm. wetsuit, bins, guns, bloat. Yeah, 350 quid. So Nice.
1: Oh, slightly different business, this day and age. <laughs> 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 yeah, is, 350
2: <laughs> quid, i am just about get you a suit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it would now, wouldn't it? It's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> so there's quite a lot to unpack there. Um, so your mom's shooting herself, like... I'm guessing she didn't have any permanent damage from that.
3: No, not at all. Not what I know of, anyway.
2: No, she's just you now got big um, gold bangles hanging out of her leg.
1: <laughs> Bloody hell, that's um, that's something. So yeah, so obviously uh, North Devon. Um, you reminded me actually of my one of my very first dives. Like I think this might be my actually one of my first dives. Uh, my brother and I went to North Devon and. I don't know if you've ever heard of somewhere called Lee Bay.
3: Yeah, that's where I dive as well. Yeah, like yeah. Like the uh, most secret, well-known spot. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
1: And we went there, right? Not really sort of like understanding too much, but we went there. And this is when I had like plastic fins, surf wetsuit, all the good stuff, right? And we go out there. My brother's like, you know, he's, he's in the power, he's fit as fiddle. So he's powering on. Like, And there's me, you know, everyone knows what I'm like struggling by. Anyway, so we get out and North Devon's great. I mean, loads of bass out there. And we're coming back in and I did not anticipate how strong the current would be. Like, let me tell you, I'm surprised I carried on spearfishing because I nearly drowned that day. <laughs> like, it nearly put me off spearfishing. <laughs> I Thanks, was coming yeah. I was coming back in and like in, I literally, like, I wasn't moving at all. <laughs> and I said to my brother, I was like, you're going to have to help me. And like my brother... Me and him kicking full on, him towing me, we managed to get back in at a very slow pace. Um, so, yeah, you just reminded me of that. I scared the shit out of me, and I'm surprised I actually carried on to bit of fishing, but there you go.
3: So, yeah, in North <laughs> Devon, we have like a 10-metre tide movement, I think you call it. Yeah. So like In Cornwall, I think we're on the south coast, I know. I think we're lucky to have six or something like that. So, yeah, it's like another four yeah. metres on top of that. It's bonkers.
1: Oh, man, yeah, that was some scary shit. Like nearly, yeah, that was fun. 10 metres, did you say?
3: I think on a spring tide, from memory, 10 metres, yeah. At least. And obviously, higher you go up the channel, the bigger it gets, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So, obviously, the photographer put you on the spearfishing then. What was uh, the first time you proper went out spearfishing? What was the first fish that you got?
3: Oh, my gosh. Um, first fish I got had to be a mullet, didn't it? Nice. So, um, better than a rass. Than a rat. I-, oh, right. <laughs> I, refused to, I refused to shoot a rat Behave. for a very long time. <laughs> but um, no, I remember at school, like the lads went out and shot rats, and I like, went out and shot his RAS, and tasted like shit. Don't want to do it anymore. So I have refused to shoot a rat for years and years and years. Um, I think I've only tried eating rash once, and that was at one of the Cornwall Club events, actually, when Gordon cooked some, my- made a savic out of some, didn't he? Um, nice. It was all right, actually. It was quite nice. I did like it, to be fair. After everything I've heard about it.
1: (laughs) Well, Anthony, you love it, do
2: you? No, we're changing that this year. (laughs) Now that I'll be at all the events and uh, not necessarily diving, um, yeah, I'll be uh, cooking up as much of the food as possible. And if there's any RAS, we'll be definitely turning it into a ceviche.
1: Is the PSA chairman allowed to dive the comps? Yeah, um,
2: I've I've I can, but I'm um I've offered my safety boat.
1: Right. Okay. I I, um, I wasn't saying you can't. I was just curious as why you're not going to.
2: No, no, no. I just now that I have got the boat, um, I was saying a while back that I I uh, competed this year and it was my first year competing, first year spear fishing, and I've uh, as I said in the new sphere podcast, fallen in love with spear fishing, um, as a lifestyle and as a sport. But during the competitions, I just, I'm really, really fucking competitive. And if I don't see fish, I'm just not having a good time. And it's just like, I just, I would rather be boaty, go out every other day of the year and go for the love and for the food and for, you know, the, the banter with you lot. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
2: and I would also, I, I would rather be on the boat, be safety, be support um, and give that you know that that safety net for every event so they haven't got to worry about trying to find a boat um but also then be able to go right i could be making the ceviche for everybody while i'm sat on the boat doing safety
0: you know yeah. safety chef
1: fair enough yeah cool oh, yeah
0: sounds good are you gonna compete this year matt you got oh, ambitions
3: um I'm going to try a bit harder than I did the last few years. Uh,
0: (laughs) Is that your excuse? That's mine. (laughs) Yeah,
3: that is. Uh, No, I was was kind of buddying a bit this year, so that was quite fine. But um, no, next year, I'm just going to go out for it, really, I think. Um, Yeah. Do you
2: remember, Matt, do you remember at Meadfoot Comp those um, starfish?
3: Yeah, that's it. At the Meadfoot Comp, I was showing you the starfish, wasn't I? Okay, look down here, there's loads of starfish. It was like um, the seabed was just covered in them, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, there was literally in probably a what forty meter square patch. There was thousands of them.
3: Yeah, yeah amazing. We probably couldn't really mention about the scallops either. Um... <laughs> there are no scallops
2: where we were. I don't the know what article. you're on about. <laughs> There's no
3: scallops at Meadfoot.
1: What? When? did you place uh, last year? In that? What position?
3: I think it's something like 16th or 19th. I don't really keep much of an eye on it. um, I didn't dive the Cornwall comp because I was not sure, really, making it all all tick off. Mm. But um, just as well, I didn't dive it. because yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool, man. So... um... Yeah, so you're taking a bit more serious this year. So you're going to be diving the Cornwall
0: one this year?
3: Yes, I will be. So this year, um, I don't think it's been revealed yet, but the Cornwall competition will be held at Calend Bay again at cool. the end of September. So end of September is a big spring tide, So um, it nice. should work absolutely perfectly. It should wash everybody out to sea. And then <laughs> at the end of the day, hopefully wash them all back again. But yeah. um, if Beacel, not, I'm on the safety boat, is he? It? So it'd be his problem.
2: That's yeah. it. <laughs> i'm gonna get lots of tow ropes and just yeah, be steaming everybody it'll be just a surf at the end of it everybody will be uh, jet skiing off the back of it so that sounds great matt.
0: matt matt can i ask um for the listeners like uh, how do you pick a suitable location for a competition
3: um basically you want to look at all the ground so on your navtronic apps you want to make sure there's lots of ground there yeah. For me, anyway, it depends on which, how you want to do it. If you want to make the competition a hard competition, that you might not want to have lots of ground. But if you want to hope there's lots of fish, you want lots of nice spots under the under the waves, obviously. And yeah. um, ideally, have a car park that's not too far from the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, toilets would be good as well, and somewhere to get beer and food afterwards.
0: Basically, nice. Yeah. That's it, yeah, but, cool.
3: Um, really easy to do, like to plan an event or plan competitions. There's not too much that goes into it, really. That's good. Um, and you, I think
0: you were saying that the last competition in Cornwall, which was a little bit further down the coast, didn't go so well because the tides were kind of wrong and that's that what is, we're fixing this year, is that, is that right?
3: The water was just, um just it was cold. It's two degrees cold on one side of the bay than it was on the other side of the bay. I yeah, weird. don't know why, I don't know it that well, but...
1: Well, there was a there few was... things that happened in that comp, wasn't there? So there was like I mean, I, I didn't see him, but apparently someone said there was like some tuna running through. Then there was loads of seals there, and mm. there was a bloody boat trawling between us.
3: <laughs> no, so um what happened so definitely tuna there like a couple of days before they'd all seen. Yeah, and a lot of the guys spear fished one side by that like, hen harbour, and there's loads of yeah. there, but not on the other side. That yeah. boat what came through definitely wasn't trawling. Right. Um, because he'd be fucking stupid to trawl over loads of rocks. Yeah, ice yeah,
4: ice yeah.
3: Ice. That's a load of bullshit. But he is actually checking up on people because um, he saw loads of people in the water quite far out and he wanted to know what was going on. So right. he came over to check up on people to see if they were all right. Obviously, the safety boat we had, we had a little bit of a malfunction with it. A fuse yeah. flew out, so we had to take some new fuses out to it. So right. we had about half an hour to an hour when we didn't have a safety boat on the go. So that yeah. boat literally just came over to check He's one of the locals out of Benzance so He came to check alright. Okay. Right, really, oh so, bless uh,
1: him! That's yeah, nice.
3: good on him. Really, we're not yeah, too bad yeah. down here. Like <laughs> but,
1: um, the only the only reason I say trolling because he had something in the water. Like I don't know what it was, but there was, a, was like there was rope going into the water because he came like between me and Tony.
3: I think he was a commercial lure fisherman, so he had like lures on the end of his lines. Mm. From what I believe, but you oh. might, you were next to him, you might be able to pick up on that. A bit. Maybe, oh, maybe,
2: maybe he's long lining.
3: Mm.
1: But yeah, 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 something, something was definitely in the war. I don't know, but anyway, it's all good. Um, yeah, no, that was a really cool comp actually that you organized. It's, um, yeah, it was really, really decent. I liked it. Apart from um, the lack of
2: fucking fish.
1: Yeah, but, well, that, but... that, that, yeah, you could have at least done their job with that. But... <laughs> Kev
3: did a right, though, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, I
1: really yeah, it, but... well, mate, we, me, me and uh, Ben have actually followed Kev before, and that didn't go too well, so we, we sort <laughs> of gave up on that. Kev
0: did right out of it, didn't he? he, he yeah, was obviously yeah. the, we were obviously in the right location, we just didn't see any of the fish.
1: Well, I say we followed him, actually, I think he followed us. He followed actually. us, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <about> right, <laughs> Yeah, no, he actually did. That's the funny part. <laughs> we, we turn around, and we're like, Why is he following us? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that's really cool, man. So, um, there was one thing that I thought to myself actually this week that we should probably bring up with you, Matt, and with you guys as well, Anthony and Ben, because, um, you know, you're both taking newbies up as well, but you get asked a hell of a lot from what I see, obviously because you run the page, Southwest Bay Efficient, to to like take newbies out and just people that come down to Cornwall in general, really. Um, And one thing I thought actually that we haven't properly discussed on this podcast yet is like the etiquette around asking someone to go diving with them and really what's the best approach to that? Because let's face it, we've seen some very odd people you know tell me all your spots why don't you tell me all your spots uh mm. can i come spearfishing with you um come on the boat spearfishing and then just act like complete plonkers um you know all kinds of characters out there
2: are you talking about yourself again
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> like what you know if, if someone's new to the sport and they're thinking right i need to try and make buddies or meet people and go spearfishing what's the best approach
3: i think you can see like the passion some people are like a little bit lazy and they want to be told where the fish are and told how to get them easily whereas you can pick up like a few lads and they just love it don't they They like want to go out catch fish and they invite you out gonna go here they just go out by themselves go to shit places places, whatever and you can kind of pick out those people quite quickly if they've got the heart for it and then you don't mind telling them a bit more but um the other aspect is you have got to kind of know how good they are, a swimmer, a diver, whatever. So you don't want to say, "I'll oh, go to this spot." Currents are fucking mad. Have fun, or yeah, yeah. if they're quite new to it, you probably want to go. i oh, just go to this little bay. You might you might find a flounder, but you're not going to get pushed out to sea and hopefully picked up by the boats. Like,
4: but mm-hmm.
3: so yeah, but yeah, you do get asked lots of silly questions. Occasionally, to be honest, I like the one what kind of gets to me is when people ask what the viz is. I get so many private messages saying, "Oh, what's?" This <laughs> And it's very easy to go on Instagram, type in Falmouth, type in Penzance, wherever you want to look, and you can literally yeah. just see pictures of what people are posted, exactly where the beach is. Or look at the webcams, and you can see what the viz is, and you don't need to like. You
1: actually, a, <laughs> you actually gave me a. You actually gave me a top secret uh, bit of info last last year that I don't know if you shared it or not. I don't know if we're allowed to. We'll cut this bit out if we're not. or bleep it out if we're not allowed to. But um, you know the old um, Snapchat that you go yeah. on Snapchat and you have yeah. a look on Snapchat at like what pics people have put on those yeah. locations.
3: So that's like the fucking teenage way, isn't it? You can go on Snapchat, zoom out, oh. you on, and you can click on the um, what it's like there, and you just see every video going. Are we allowed to good. share this? Are yeah, we allowed no, to no, show this? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. A, that's a good one,
1: mate. But, um, I literally used that last year, and it worked so bloody well because obviously all the tourists are down like you know the areas that you want to go spearfishing. And I just went on there, looked on the map. That's where I want to go. Looked at like the day before, that day, wherever. Yeah. And it shows, like, you can see pictures of the of the sea because they're all taking pictures of the sea and the sunset and everything else, and chops job's going.
0: Hang on, uh, I, I need to know about great. this. So, so <laughs> basically you can see anybody on there, presumably ones that have set their profile to be public, on a map, yep. yeah. and you can look at their pictures.
3: Yep. It oh. doesn't work so well in the winter whenever he's inside, but in the yeah, summer, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. yeah. Oh, mate, in the summer, it's
1: absolutely great tool for finding this. It That's a great tip. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Matt's the one that put me onto that last year, and I used it a hell of a lot last year. Yeah.
0: It's
3: you good. Know, it's cold, is
1: not it? You know that one spot, Ben, that we, me and you go to a lot, like last, we started going to a lot last year. Um, the Brill spot? Or... No, no, no. Um, the Mullet spot the good, the good mother spot. Anyway, with Excellent, all the kelp so and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. anyway, there's no webcams, really. Decent webcams around there. So I started using the Snapchat uh, trick on that location. And there's loads of tourists that go there. And I was literally like, yeah, cool. This is good. Let's go. <laughs> hey, sweet. That's how you did it. Nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm yeah. downloading it now. <laughs> In preparation. <laughs> all I'm going
2: to warn you about Snapchat is the... Amazing amount of dick pics that you're gonna get, and they're not in pesetas either.
1: <laughs> well, I think I'll, uh, I think I'll take it just for the sake again. You could get info on the Viz. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, that, that's a top. That's a top bloody uh, bit of information from old Matt. There, that's great. Um, <laughs> so moving down to Cornwall, Matt. Like you, obviously, just took the plunge and did it. Um, was that for spearfishing
3: or yeah, no, definitely. Uh, no, I moved down for the job. Um, I just fancied a bit of change in life, really. Get away from the yeah. family, a bit more. moved down to Cornwall. And the problem is, you never want to move away, do you? Like, I'll be honest, wages are absolutely pants in Cornwall, really. Yeah, not your opportunity career wise, but why the hell would you want to live anywhere else? Like, <sighs> yeah, <You've got> two <laughs> coasts, there's always vids, there's always surf, whatever you want to do. Always in the sea, aren't
1: we? Really? Yeah. I don't know about you lads, but every time I go on holiday, I'm like, I want to move
0: here. <laughs> oh, it's so nice, isn't it? We've had so many times over the summer where it's been crap up here and we've gone down there and there's like at least five meters, sometimes much yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Early last year we went to was it just me? I can't remember. There's a spider crab um, meetup. That was at Talent as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
3: that was. We came to that. I think did I come as well?
0: yeah i did yeah i yeah, got the um you said came to one of them with a, with a cuttlefish but i think there was there was two meets wasn't there there was like a spider crab and, a, and another one anyway the vis up there was just like phenomenal it was like 20 that meters was the, on one yeah of the that was when
3: it was like 20 meters that was the um interclub day we ran
0: yeah, oh, yeah.
3: competition and that was quite good actually um absolutely shit on fish again but yeah. uh, <laughs> when it's 20 meters visibility like of course, it's going to be shit on face, isn't it? But it's
0: nice to dive though, still, isn't it? Like, and it, and it's actually a really pretty place to dive. There's lots of things to see. Like, if if you're not into to spearfishing, just into yeah, no, there's a couple no of
3: wrecks washed up there, isn't there, like a couple of old boilers, are quite. Yeah, it's now. cool. Obviously, crap for spearfishing. Um, yeah, it's a good mix. There's a bit of sand, a bit of rock. It's just quite pretty everywhere there, isn't it? Really. Um, there will oh, be awesome. another one. Probably about May. I'm going to. End of May, we'll do one, I think, down cool. there again, just to um get everybody to see each other again. It's always good cats, not the people you don't see. Oh, yeah.
0: Kind of, agree yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And you had a bit of a uh, club dive only week and a half ago, didn't you, the weekend?
3: Yeah, that was good. So um, Cornwall Club has like officially running now for a year or two. Um, we're a good bunch of lads, actually. There's a bunch of guys, I should say, actually. Um, so, yeah, there's about six or seven of us got into the water the other day, and, yeah, it's about seven metres visibility. I think we all stayed okay, in a couple of hours. I had a cup of tea afterwards. It started to rain as always. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, loads of
2: lobsters. So and- we were coming past you because we'd, we'd driven out from uh, from sort of like up the way down past you, went out diving, um, four of us on my boat, and then we tried to come and see you on the way back in at about three o'clock and there was like no one there. we were like, oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, we all sat in the car park drinking tea at that stage. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we
2: were getting rained on.
3: <laughs> nice. Is <laughs> that Cornish Mizzle, isn't it? You know what the Cornish mizzle is now? Yeah. <laughs> I just
2: if I were driving the boat, I just put my mask back on. It's like easiest way. Stave it yeah, stabbing yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: your eyes. I didn't, I didn't I didn't actually ask you about your boat. What's the etiquette for people coming on a boat? I'd say
2: All right. um it can't be called Richard. <laughs> um no, if so for me, I I mean I'm i I'm very fortunate. In that i'm i don't really I, I love uh the dive with the friends so i'm not too worried about the whole money situation i think on that on the money side it's just whatever fuel is used split it or just do a straight 20 quid ahead if it's like you know if you're going for half a day out kind of thing but um I've got a four and a half meter rib. And so just make sure when you go into a boat, in fact, actually, regardless of whether you've got a rib or not, um, make sure you've got a spear tip protector. Never ever load your gun on a boat, the same as you wouldn't out of the water, and never ever pass a loaded gun back in. If you've got your uh, spear tip protector, normally I tuck mine underneath my vest or my, um, my wetsuit top um, and then when I'm getting towards the boat, unload and put the spear tip protector back on, and pass them the uh, the, the the gun. Um, if you're diving somewhere that's got strong current, or you're really close to rocks, like um, we were a week and a half ago, it's most of the time you 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 need to be ready to drop. So the the boaty will say, you know, we we're, we're getting close to it, or we've just gone over it. Get yourselves ready. And then be ready to jump in and be ready to load and dive within a couple of minutes or even a minute, because any longer than that and you'll fall off. But otherwise, um,
1: but what about like being boaty itself? Like, because a lot of people come on the boat, go diving all day, but won't take boats' responsibility.
2: it's, it's, It's really difficult for me as a boat owner to, and although I, you know, know and trust a lot of you guys, um, I don't know even though i might know you i don't know your ability behind a boat i don't know your ability if something goes wrong on the boat on how to fix it and get back to us so when i went out a week and a half ago i actually i was just boating for most of the day until we anchored up um or until you know tony sykes was there i know he's good with the boat um but yeah well i if you've got boat knowledge tell the person that you're going on the boat with, I know how to use a boat. I've got a qualification, blah, blah, blah. I've got my own bike. I've got my own boat. Because um, it will give them, you know, the peace of mind that you know how to use a boat. If you've never driven a boat before, tell the fucking boat owner if you're only going out with him. Because yeah, yeah. you'll only go and dive places where you can anchor up and retrieve the anchor at depth. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you don't know how to use a boat, don't just keep quiet because if they get in the water and you don't know what to do on that boat, you could be not only putting the boat at risk, you could put everybody's lives at risk. Um, So, yeah. Also, that's
1: that's the quickest way not to be invited back. What's the...
2: Exactly. And yes. it's just that things like if so, if a lot of boaties will turn around and say, look, it's 30 quid ahead," head, um, which isn't a large amount of money considering the cost to actually own and set up a boat, the time to prep it before and after. If anything goes wrong, you're obviously not going to be. You know, foot in the bill. It's going to be the boat owner. So, really, um, the ESC uh, was trying to have a vote the other day. It was just the wording that I disliked about it. But um, it's it's gone through. That you just th- there is a gesture of goodwill towards the boat owner, towards the fuel of thirty quid per head per dive. Um, and yeah, just d- don't be flaky about the money. Um, you know, just pay what you owe. Um, and and then yeah, how did you out?
0: learn to um, to drive a boat? You just say about you know people not knowing, how, but I don't know how you, you should I trust you? Uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> That's you should. Very so, good question. <laughs> so, um,
2: I've, I've been brought up in the south of France with boats. Um, so ah, okay. I very, very nearly became a skipper um, down in Bolio in the south of France. Um, I so I, yeah, I've been around boats pretty much my entire life, um, but uh, much bigger boats. I mean I oh Christ I was driving the tender on the back of my, my nan used to have a sunseeker predator 58 uh 58 foot super sexy boat back then and uh there's more stories that I can tell you about that that also include um Peter stringfellow <laughs> that's a name that might <laughs> hark back with some people yes Peter stringfellow was on the boat with three of his girlfriends that uh, when I was six years old I thought oh they're just nice ladies I god take me back take me me back i'll be like peter three is too much for you give me me one or two of them one or two Um, but uh yeah no i used we used to have a three and a half meter uh tender and i was driving around that bolio harbor when i was six
0: so Uh, so we can trust you
2: yeah well no
0: well kind of (laughs) You, you always look pretty competent but um I mean, there's only two speeds, isn't there? There's like stop, and, <laughs> yeah. stop and go, and go <laughs> yeah, less, yeah exa- you know. exactly. <laughs> He's always got to get the last fucking word. in Every podcast,
2: Rich has always got to be the last buy every time, and I fucking noticed it, and he knows
1: it as well. Last one, lads. Well, you're
0: doing the editing now, so you can just cut it off.
1: Yeah, you can just cut cut my buy off at the end.
0: <laughs> no, I just, I was, for the last so few
2: times, times, I was. Yeah, the last <laughs> few times I was like, every time someone says bye, he always says bye after, even twice. It's because I'm polite.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Lull. Right, uh, fuck off. Yeah, I, was Hold on tight. <laughs> I was just literally gonna say that. Competent. Do you remember the first time we went out? My ass took a beating and not from <laughs> that kind of way. I was gonna I say from- that wasn't from the boat though. <laughs> Oh but, man! Um, no, only, for, for me, it's like... only knows full speed or stop. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: I'm a I quite enjoy it to be honest. Yeah, I'm just like i like when we're going, I'm just like just go full throttle. It's perfectly fine. Um, and if any
1: if anybody wants to ever go diving with Ben, just make sure you have a float. <laughs> yeah,
2: that that that's, that is the biggest thing is 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 safety when you when you're going on a boat and the etiquette. Yeah. If you haven't got a, tor- a torpedo float before you go on a boat get one because you never, ever dive without a float, Um especially oh, when you're on a boat or mate, when you bring
1: I'm bringing my Epsilon next time. I no, don't again. be... <laughs> and, the,
2: and that's the other thing is don't be a dick. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, things like getting a boat on the plane, a lot of people might not know, but a boat, um when they're on the water, you need to get them what's called up on the plane, which is when they start going much faster and they're not sort of like eating into the water um and you need weight distribution properly throughout the boat but boat should just tell you what to do but just don't be Fair a enough. dickhead
0: well there you go but Bye. you're saying don't don't um make sure you bring a fight with ben I, we all feel that way right Like you gotta bring a float on the boat. I I
1: was was only saying that because you've the amount of people you've taken out, we haven't got floats and you've like nearly lost that.
0: Oh, I hate it. The only the in fact
2: actually, we're only talking about one specific person, Taj. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: know it's it's happened twice, to be fair. um,
1: It has happened twice to Ben, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, it's happened Uh, to
0: you as well, hasn't it, I think
3: um yeah it's happened to me um so that's the reason i kind of got into freediving a bit i was out with my buddy spearfishing we used to be dickheads and never used floats because they're just fucking pain in the ass to carry weren't they really that's true um, yeah, but... so we were out in like a wind chop, yeah. one two foot swell as you can imagine and my buddy was behind me one minute then they weren't there and i was like oh where have they gone then so that carried on for another half an hour didn't see it i was like, that's a bit weird got up on the rock couldn't see them anywhere in the bay. I'm like, oh well, they're fucking dead, ain't they? They're gone. Um, chances of the people dying are obviously quite low, let's be honest. But um, yeah, it turned up. I saw a little blue snorkel pop up about 45 minutes later. About mile oh, yeah. So it's about 45 minutes. I lost these people That's just about to ring the helicopter. Yeah. But um after that, yeah, we started using floats, really. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one with boats, as you said, Anne. like space can be quite a premium on a boat can't it so definitely don't bring the big boats what i do i have like a little lobster bag i fold up my torpedo float in that i've got 20 meters of like washing line dyneema what i got from the range like three quid bottle of water goes in air gloves so all i take on the boat is like one catch bag and a spear gun and then when i'm on the boat i can blow up torpedo float and you just save loads of space really instead of Mm -hmm. Lugging around all these floats everywhere because if you've got two three people on your boat, there's just no space, is there? It's a pain in the arse.
2: Now that was one thing that I want to bring up. So, and you just said there. So you you got your your lobster bag and you got all your kit, and you just said a twenty meter Dyneema line. Now I've been using and began in. The, <laughs> I've been using these expandable, um, inflatable sort of like floaty lines, um, and in the beginning I hated them. Like, I was constantly getting wrapped up in it. It was just, like, the bane of my fucking life. I hated it. And I've now got used to it, and I love it. Really, really good. But I made the mistake of borrowing, I think it was Tony Sykes. No, 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 it wasn't. It was Sam Seeley's float. Um, And he, I think, again, he borrowed it off of, like, Maxime Blondel. Um, And it had just this blue paracord type. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Diving with one of those is fucking horrendous.
3: Mm-hmm. You can't use it, can you?
2: Yeah, it was just like, what the fuck? So I'm, I'm going down. So we were only in like 12 metres, getting scallops. And I put out what I thought was 12, 13 metres line. Um, and anyway, I'm getting to the bottom and I'm being dragged <laughs> back up by the wind and the float. And I'm having to like kick as hard as fuck to get down to the bottom. And I ended up having to ravel the entire line in, get the float right next to me, do my breathe up, and then dive and let everything go. But then I knew that after 20 seconds, I started getting dragged backwards 12 metres underwater. It was horrendous. How do you dive with it?
3: So I generally drop weight. So like if we're off on a boat and we're over like a wreck or a bit of reef what we want to stay on, I would drop my drop weight on top of the bit of reef and then Mm. either hang on to it when I'm breathing up because the tide's mad or move down around it work that bit of pinnacle reef whatever you want to do and you can move right. or whatever um well if the tide's going too mad and we're drifting it's obviously attached to my belt as well so that helps out but um i use like a lead weight with a hole drill through it with a bit of elastic on it so what happened last weekend we're diving a little bit deeper than we normally dive which is probably not the smartest thing to do for your first dive back of the year but um, it was like 15 metres plus. So what happened? That bit of elastic would unfold from a belt and my drop weight would pull out of my belt automatically. So I dropped the last two metres by myself. And then when I came up, I could just go get the float and put it back on. So it removed all that bath for getting caught up in your line, like you said, really. But for your case, just let out all the line. I don't know how big the float you were, what you were using, but... Yeah, it was one of those
2: hard... Tool. What are they? The hard tarpony types. Not the blow up ones. No, no, it was um as I say, I was borrowing it and it was like one of these hard no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was same... no, it's was... sorry, no, it's the same torpedo as mine. It was a blow up um bow shot. And uh I had my scallop bag attached to the bottom of it. Obviously, <laughs> with I like I would have done it then, yeah. The scallop bag <laughs> would
3: have added the water weight it's in drag, the tide, and that's what would yeah. be, yeah.
2: That'd be it. Yeah, all uh, right. Well, see, you the thing is, that on my on my stretchy line, um, because on my um on my uh, other floats, I've got that thick red stretchy line, and I never have a problem with it. Now I'm so used to it, I wouldn't use anything else. But I just, again, what you were saying there is, you, you're you haven't got your gun attached to the float; you sort of got your float attached to you. And again, that's another opinion of whether it's right, wrong, or there's no different, you know, indifference. But um, mm. no, I've got used to the, the uh, bungee line now.
0: A lot of people do like a hybrid, don't they, where the last like two metres to their gun is bungee and the rest is like proper cord.
1: Yeah, that's what I normally do. But I've moved over to a a complete bungee line just to try it out. Yeah. But I must admit, I do prefer a solid line and then two two metres of bungee at the end just for that swell. Mm. Uh, So I think I'll be getting back to that. Matt, You we were saying, touching earlier about like freediving stuff. You've done a fair bit of freediving. You've been over to like uh, Dharb as well, haven't you?
3: I have. So I've been doing it oh, for a couple of years now, really, and um, started off doing it with Freedive UK and UK, what, quite a good little company to prefer. Um, then I went out training in Dahab with, basically, a coach by a guy called Dave, who runs Emerald Freediving out there and did a bit with hub. Awesome. He worked with hub Freedivers at the time, actually. But um, yeah, we're just basically getting a bit more depth because um, in England, it's really hard to find 30. Yeah. To yeah. be honest, especially in the middle yeah. of winter. So, um, yeah, so we just went out there and dived in the blue hole in Dahab. But to be honest, if anybody wants to go out to, to Dahab, it's a lovely little friendly village in the middle of nowhere. The blue hole is something like 92 meters deep. Nice. And it's 20, 30 meters from the shoreline. And it's Bloody just this basically big blue hole, as it says in the name. And it's covered in reef. So many fish there. Not a large spearfish, I've got that. Out there. Um, but it's just just an awesome, cool, happy place to go, really. Um, good little community of people out there.
1: And, and what sort of depth did you dive into, are there?
3: Out there, I was only doing like 30, I think my record was like 38 metres. Nothing to boast home about. What um, oh, was that, 38? 38, yeah. Blood but really puts it into perspective because like in england you say i could dive 20 meters and everybody's like wow 20 meters is really deep. yeah you go out there and they're like minimum 60 meters you don't say anything unless you're 60 meter plus <laughs> okay i'll just shut the fuck up then that's fine <laughs> <laughs> how long does it take you to get down to 38 meters matt um what practice wise or time what is it like i was
0: trying to rehash this it. so it's like one second per meter is that is that right and then is it the same back up again
3: they say one second per meter but um i'm not very good obviously so i went down a bit too fast so my up and down i think i was like one minute 54 seconds
0: Wow, it's quite a long breath hold though mate
3: yeah and that's like another big thing to go into like um i'm not sure what to say on this really but obviously yes we do hold our breath but the main biggest thing we have is like the urge to breathe isn't it um mm. and you can push that if you know what you're doing i definitely don't spearfishing because like, it is stupid and i shouldn't recommend doing that at all but um like yeah. if you're doing statics in a pool i'm not sure if any of you have done statics yeah guys yeah. how you can how long you can hold your breath for yeah and if you're diving every day you do it improves then your breath hold gets a lot yeah. better yeah and free diving sport, safety is much the... better than
0: spearfishing safety right because oh, you've always got safety. your buddies there and it's a very different kind of scenario to the way that most people spearfish, anyway.
3: Oh, hundred um, percent. You've diving, you've already got some always bore always got somebody watching you. You're tied to a rope; they can pull up. Anything goes wrong. Yeah, it's completely different to like diving from the manacles, diving down, seeing an anchor, like I did, and picked it up and brought it up to the surface about fucking <laughs> like, 12 meters. What's absolutely stupid, to be honest with you. <laughs> the anchors weigh hell of a lot in the water than they do above water.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> Have you um you done much diving quarries in the UK?
3: Um, I've gone to Bobster. That's about it. Mm.
1: You have been to Bobster. Have you?
3: Yeah, I've just been to Bobster. And Bobster's quite a cool little place, but it's just a bastard to get to from Cornwall.
1: Yeah. But,
3: um, I believe there may be one around Bod- in next year, but we will see. And that's just to do courses with. So cool. Right. We'll do you know when at all? Um, I know Free Free Dive UK are looking at the contract with it. So that could be quite exciting. Bit of yeah, nice. But, um, I, I'm, yeah.
1: I'm a huge advocate for diving quarries, like just to get your diving fitness up because yeah. um, obviously it's all changed a bit now, as we've said before, but I've been diving in a quarry before with my brother and it's a massive help, like just breaking those barriers first in a controlled environment and then pushing your limits at sea where it's like you've got all the other elements.
3: Yeah. Um, i want to say pushing your limits but definitely getting in the quarry getting used to it they're like the nice flat water you can breathe up nice and easily yeah. you can like oh i can dive 10 meters and that feels quite comfortable so yeah. when you do it in the sea you can be like oh yeah i've done this before you're obviously trying to stay still on the surface and yeah swells going down your snorkel your coughing your guts up but in the back of the head you know you can do
1: it really yeah oh i love it yeah it's cool man so um <laughs> Yeah, it's obviously quite quite a big scene. You see loads of people putting stuff up from Darb, where they go diving, obviously, because of the blue hole. I think David Meller he, he said he runs his courses out of there, doesn't he? Um, I
3: um I bumped into David Mello out there and he was like, what the fuck are you doing out here? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Dave's top lad, isn't he? Really? He's, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. if he's out there that much anymore. I think he has a, lovely life doesn't he he gets around a bit traveling enjoying himself really good to see yeah, that's I'm cool, just very man. jealous of it let's be honest
1: <laughs> but um, yeah, uh,
3: yeah and you, you,
1: you put here as well that you had like some problems with your eq was oh yeah when so, you were out there or was that when you first started speaking? No,
3: so eq um obviously being self-taught i was just i was just doing the wrong the wrong technique um right so I think it's very well known from like my beginning spearfishing on my videos online. I couldn't get out of the bloody stringweed. I was diving like two, three meters. Um, I was taught you need to swallow underwater to um, EQ and that doesn't work. If anybody wants to know, it's really hard to swallow underwater, especially when you're upside down. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, that with YouTube as well. I don't watch much YouTube. So that's another good way of learning how to keep flies correctly. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, it took me like a couple of seasons to pick it up. And then when I did the course, oh, I was like, oh shit, oh, you do it this way, do you? And um, yeah, so that got me down deep enough anyway after I did the course. And then like yeah year after that, you keep learning kind of how to make it better. And Dave Meller helped me out a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. So I can now say I can friend you correct- correctly, so that's quite nice.
1: <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah, awesome. And can
3: you, um, so you can obviously equalise without your hands? No, fuck that no, I can't. Them, huh? I'd love to hand hand free equalize, but I am yeah. i'm literally class. about to
2: said for any yeah. of the listeners, if you've got any information on how to hands free equalize or how, you know, like an insider knowledge, please message
1: us. <laughs> oh mate, D- David Miller's the one, isn't he? He'd teach you do it.
0: I can do it a little bit actually. Can you? Yeah, but it's not very effective like at depth. I think you can right. learn to to get deeper and deeper, but Actually, I can do it, it when going up or meetings. down
2: hills. Um, like in the car and stuff. I don't need my hands to equalize yeah. um, you know, going up, say, Telegraph Hill, which is a local hill in Exeter. Um but in the water it's just like it's no. I've tried I've tried it a couple of times. It's just like, no, not not happening. Yeah,
0: I, I think it's definitely a lot harder than um than doing it properly.
3: I think yeah. if you put the practice in, you get it in the end, but like yeah. I can't be asked to put a month's worth of practice in to learn how to do it. I think Max can do it, so from what I've heard. But um
0: there's some great videos online. Look at um is it Adam Stern's channel? Adam
1: Stern stuff's really
0: good, yeah, spot on. Um so yeah, if you want to learn how to do it. I mean,
1: one of the best freedivers <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. I, I, I just can't I can't deal with his voice.
2: <laughs> like, I've tried watching a few of his videos, and he, he's, he's got a lot of knowledge and bloody talented freediver. But his voice.
0: He's <laughs> just what's enthusiastic. Right? I love it. Yeah, I love it's it. Like,
2: what's going on? <laughs> oh, I'm just like, nope, nope, skip i bet the, be the
1: australians yeah. think they're about you mate to be fair <laughs> this is
2: probably true <laughs> it's not just the australians either well i hey oh, well, yeah. well,
1: mate, while we're on this point i actually got a bit of slack this week from uh from a couple of listeners in norway because i was giving you right? shit i was giving you shit in the last episode and they were telling me off for not giving you so much shit <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, they
2: were t- hang on so, sorry you said they were
1: giving you slack
2: or flack Black, sorry. Oh right, right. so they were giving you flat for being horrible to me.
1: Yeah. Oh Norway. You, yeah, you got you got a couple of admirers over there, buddy. Oh, I love you, Norway. <laughs> I do still love
2: you. I never didn't love you. Um I'll be over soon, don't worry, and then you can keep me.
1: <laughs> You're welcome to. Um <laughs> so what was your best what was your best stars in 2022 Matt? What was the ones that stood up to
3: Um, I didn't think I had like too many massive fish, if I'm honest with you. As um you both know, or you all know we did the start point competition, didn't we? Yeah, so it was about hunting like new species.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, but I do really love hunting bass in the kelp. That's mm. like my new thing. As Ant said earlier, like I've got no patience, like I can't yeah. sit still for five minutes, like Trying to do a breath hold and saying still in the bottom of the sea, if anyone
1: could actually <laughs> watch us right now, like
3: I don't think Matt's actually kept still this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> your,
1: your videos that you put up, like you're always literally moving around, just always, like, yeah, hunting stealthily. Yeah,
3: yeah I just find, I find looking for the fish a lot more fun than waiting for the fish to come to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. the worst advice ever, but no, it's good, I love it. Um, just swimming over the kelp, peering down, and trying awesome. to catch napping, really so yes,
0: yeah, yeah. So is that what you want to do a bit more of in 2023? have you got any like yeah, or goals?
3: I, I think so I want to um try get another monkfish to be honest but um
0: oh yeah that monkfish was great oh
3: mate that thing was a beast. huge was it like
0: 17 pound or something
3: ridiculous? I think it's 17 kilo but I'm not. Oh, kilos. 17 kilos? 17 kilos I know <laughs> I remember it's nearly as spent... big
2: as my pollock
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, mm. that's crazy how much meat did you actually get off it because i heard that you don't get a lot of meat from them
3: i got quite a bit of meat well there's quite a lot of waste because obviously you basically take the cheeks out of mm. the um face um yeah. and they're like little, little well, big scallops so that's quite good yeah. and then you just get the tail so you just have to throw all this massive head away but um right. i kept the jawbone of mine which was quite cool, oh right? yeah epic that that was amazing that was chucked in a bucket of cold water outside for like two months and just all the flesh fell off it and really easy and actually didn't stink that much so i'd recommend doing that um, up on your
0: wall is it then Or
3: it's on my little shelf like at the moment next Uh, to a couple of um massive lobster claws i've had over the years but um no yeah it's good and like it's the easiest thing in the world to shoot like what is it like a probably harder to hit a stone than it is to hit a monkfish
2: <laughs> i head. think monk, monkfish are like me they're just all mouth aren't they <laughs> <That's
3: it>. <laughs> <laughs> they when are you...
2: one of the ugliest looking things yeah, apart from um i was we just gonna say to is that why about, is that the... why they
1: like you <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> but the other one yeah there's monkfish and then what was the one we were talking to axel about scorpion
1: uh, no uh no. the- wolfish wolfish
2: that's, that's it. one yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whoever created all of life wasn't very kind with of those lot. or Richard, so.
1: <laughs> Matt. When you shot that uh, monkfish, like, did you absolutely shit your wetsuit? Did you think or... a lot?
3: I was quite lucky. I shot it, turned it upside down, swam back up to the surface, and this was going back in the days when nobody had floats. So I was about 500 meters away from the boat. Another guy was about 500 meters the other way from the boat, and then the other guy was fuck knows where somewhere in the sea. Um so I shouted over to Nick and Nick's like army lad. Uh, but the same size of Anthony, but he's like all muscle instead of a bit of flab, like <laughs> <laughs> yes. But to the boat. Oh, right. <laughs> to the, I've
2: to literally the boat. just ordered a rowing machine as well.
1: <laughs> Thank God for
3: that. Yeah, I just I feel myself becoming
2: too much like Richard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, carry on.
3: Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I got lucky because I'm like built like a stick. You probably know I'm skinny as fuck. But I um, <laughs> am to the boat with this thing turned upside down. It didn't move. It's completely still. So passed it to Nick. I jumped in the boat. Nick turned it the right way up and he had one hand on the tail, one hand in, one hand in the gill, and it went fucking ballistic at him. And he really struggled to hold on to it. So like if it was me, I'd have been fucked. But um, <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, chucked it up in the boat and we sorted it out. So it was amazing actually. Yeah. That
1: was awesome. Um, and what, what did it taste like? Really good?
3: It tasted all right. So we put in the curry and put in a curry's bit of a waste because you can't really taste it. Mm. But I baked it with a bit of like lemon and ginger in the end. And that was nice. really the best way of doing it. Yeah. But, um, we were going to go to this mark and the fucking boat engine was a bit dodgy. So we're like, oh, well, we won't go to that mark. we we'll go here instead. So motored out to this mark. Anyway, shot this monkfish and then the engine didn't start so oh. we ended up rowing back in so for everybody <laughs> out there it wasn't actually that far off the shore you could probably could have shore dive this month oh
1: wow well.
3: um, yeah it's quite close so yeah we got lucky to be honest because if we were out at sea it would have been absolutely fucked so oh, that well. boat was sold and we bought a new one anyway so <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, you, you trying to find another one then? I would love to yeah so um, I could do it with a boat though Ant if you want to come down mate we could go on your little rib
2: Sorry, I'm uh, I'm Tony Sykes's boat bitch now. <laughs> <laughs> even, though, even though Tony's got a boat, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, no. You're welcome to uh, use mine whenever I cut down that way.
3: Excellent, but yeah, hopefully, I, I'll say from what we've seen in recent years, they kind of come in like end of April, beginning of yeah. May. Yeah. So um, hopefully this year it will be good conditions when that happens.
1: Nice. Well, yeah. That's my Epic. Name. Yeah, that all seems good. What what plans have you got for uh, 2023 other than that?
3: To be honest, I haven't actually thought about it too much now. Um, Basically, I probably just want to be in the sea as much as possible, as always. Um, No trips abroad or anything like that? No no trips abroad booked in, mate, to be honest. Um, Pulling all the money this year, (laughs) after my summer hiatus last year. Yeah. No, yeah, I I'll probably just want to. I'm, I'm debating buying a little boat for myself, to be honest. But we'll see how that goes. Nice,
1: <laughs> yeah, epic, man, awesome, dude. And um, you've actually taken me out a couple of times, only when I've been down Cornwall and that, like. You're a really nice lad, mate. You've Always got time for people, and that's yeah, one of the we, things I like most about
3: guys. you. I remember Ben catching his first Pollock as well. We um did uh X-class Oh, Yes, mate, um, I was with you, wasn't I? Yeah. yeah, And um that was quite nice to see, mate. That was, wasn't it? That was oh, cool. it's
0: lovely. Yeah, they were the tiniest pot. I mean, they were legal, but they were they were they were, were legal. They were um they're yeah. harder
3: to shoot though, aren't they? The little ones. <laughs> oh, that's, that's what, sorry. I mean, they they weren't that hard to shoot, to be fair. Like
0: knowing what I know now, but yeah, I came back with, with two pollock. That was my first um. First successful mission. Yeah, I was well excited, wasn't I? You could probably see Yeah, it absolutely
3: like, chuffed. It Yeah. <laughs> really it. Everybody else <laughs> is like, what oh, the fuck? Come
0: on. Like,
3: uh, We never caught anything. So I don't know what it's
1: about. You caught the bike. Oh, yeah, maybe. maybe uh, hey, man, that, that's what it's all about. It's all about seeing people go through that same experience as you and, like, reminding yeah. yourself about it,
3: you know. It's almost better than catching a big fish yourself. Like to well, see
1: something almost, hunting. I mean, if I caught a 17 kilo monkfish, <laughs> I think I might forget, about it, right? <laughs> yeah, <that's true>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice one, man. Should we uh, get into listeners' questions then? Yeah. Oh, go ahead, these could be quite funny, couldn't they? Yeah, well, there's a few interesting ones. Uh, and you want to take the first one and then, yeah,
2: so tell the listeners the story of your monkfish, maybe the prep too. I think we've gone through that,
1: we've
3: gone through that, haven't we, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: you, you talked about your prep as well. Maybe jump on to the next one.
2: Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, apparently, Matt likes walking around Dahab with his pissette flopping around.
3: Oh, that's quite funny, that was. So, um, they don't really use... Obviously, it's 22-degree water. Why the hell would you have a pissette? You don't need it. Um, and my pissette <laughs> was quite... Um, Standy out, he <laughs> So Yeah, you have to walk past a busy street, but they have—they like no, nobody even—they haven't even heard of a piss out there. It's just not a thing. So everybody kept pointing at the pissa and asking what it was. <laughs> so you're walking down the street.
0: You don't have to have it out, Matt You can't put it away. Oh, no, you
3: have to have it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it, seems, it seems like the Cornwall lads all love to keep them out, don't they?
3: You've got to, remember remember Matt amazing. Newman? Matt Newman <laughs> just—he just wears it loud and proud.
0: <laughs> he, he cut a hole in his top to make sure it could stand up, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Tell you what,
3: if you're ever walking down a beach and piss out, the only people that stop you is the elderly females. They will always come off and start a conversation with you. Everybody else <laughs> distance from <laughs> you, but like the 50, 60 old ladies, and right over to you having a conversation. might <laughs> love <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Nice. Ben, you want to yeah sure um a reminder i know this is really a question but you still owe john duncan a mark
3: see me and john have been diving for bloody years um we used to do like um southwest spearfishing weekend we used to do like one a year and i yeah. think he came to the first one about a oh, fucking long time ago anyway and um yeah he showed me this spot and um then I took loads of other people down there and got caught taking people. It's a big no-no. Oh, no no. <laughs> to be fair to him, I have shown him some other spots as well where I he has shot bigger fish than me. I'm oh,
1: surprised <laughs> he still talks to you, mate. No, yeah, <laughs> <'cause gold is.
3: laughs> um, so the next
1: one is Can you share your top secret spro- uh, spots, pretty, please? Oh, um, I could t- that that
0: tell
3: that's Tony's, a- can I? I, should, I could share Tony's, can I? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll, we'll call some. Uh, Turf wars going on there. Um, <laughs> that that's a bit that's a bit of a topic actually. Lately on that group, isn't it? Like making sure that you willingly give away your spots.
3: <laughs> the um, a funny one, can I? I I used to always like catch a fish, drive to your mate's mark, and take a picture with it at your mate's mark. But, yeah. <laughs> but what I, I, have I... Done... Sorry, go on, mate.
1: No, no, I was going to say I noticed that like, you Cornwall lads do that drive drive to a different mark and then take a picture with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've seen Tony do it, and it, and it wasn't just he did it like in a really like subtle way. <laughs> 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 I don't know it won't mind me saying, but they obviously drove to some kind of like shop that everybody would know, like if you're a Cornish lad or lass, and they're <laughs> taking like a picture of just the corner of, of this shop. But it was like miles away from where they would actually caught the <laughs> <his> fish
3: <laughs> Quite funny, yeah. i stop <laughs> but, um i stop i stop on a garage on the a30 so like in you see this fish picture and yeah in behind you can see a signpost of a garage so i can imagine every sat at home googling this garage and it's like a fucking bodman in the middle of nowhere it's great <laughs> <laughs> nice uh,
1: cheers for coming on matt really appreciate it man uh,
3: no, mate. Mate, it's been good thank you very much for having me about the time man
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're an absolute legend, man. And obviously, um, if anyone wants to reach out or wherever, just shoot your socials on them, man. Huh?
3: Yeah, definitely drop me a direct message. I'll happily talk to anybody as always, like give you a bit of advice. Don't mind that. Um, Watch
2: your um, Instagram and stuff.
3: Southwest Spearfishing. It's all Southwest Spearfishing to keep it nice and easy.
4: Nice. Um,
2: and then I, I've got one last question, only because we used to do sort of like quickfire questions from us. Um, but what one piece of gear? Couldn't you live without drop weight? Drop weight, uh, okay.
3: drop weight. Um, it frees me up. I obviously have reels on my guns, not like you really need reels on your guns for half the depths I dive, like shallow stuff. Um, but yeah, put my drop weight down. Like, I'm not sure how many of you guys swim through loads of stringweed, but that can be like you're quite yeah. new to it. It can be really mm. good fun going through stringweed and you just get tangled. But, but if you have the drop weight, drop weight on your arse crack like, you can swim through all that string weed and you won't get caught in it and it just makes everything so much easier so much more relaxing for everybody mm. but, and then if you want to take it off your, take off your belt obviously and drop it down, you've just got all that freedom to cruise that area and not be towing that bloody big bag of scallops like you do Ant really <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I think I'm
2: from the amount of people that I've, I've heard about drop weights, I'm definitely going to try one this year
3: you yeah. can make them at home like so cheap they they can be quite expensive to buy obviously but just a normal yeah. dive lead drill a hole through it tie a bit of elastic to it or even just tie a bit of elastic through the dive wet and you're laughing like really yeah i actually i
1: while we're on the subject i did get one uh with the vouchers i got from the uh, comp and i got the tarpon one so the one that's already on a little float with some line on it um
3: oh, yeah that's quite good
1: yeah just to mark out like
3: you know different Lots spots if something. I see, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I thought I'm definitely going to give that a try this year. Um, yeah, it's quite cool, but they are expensive, so probably better off making your own, really. Um,
3: go to a spear shop, buy a weight for a fiver, yeah, it, yeah, and just like wrap it over your belt and keep
2: yeah, it on. No yeah. Well, I was gonna say, I've got, I've got a load of other drop, um, like kilo weights, and uh, is a kilo enough for a drop weight?
3: 100 if anything, it's too much. Um, really, I use. <laughs> I think the one I've got is like 600 grams, but anything from a kilo, depends what you're doing. If you're in a tidal river gathering scallops, you could do it like a two kilo one. But if you take, it depends on the depth of diving. I'm like bit of a bit of a posh boy. I like adjusting my weights to like the depth I'm diving. So I'm neutral at every depth really. So mm-hmm. on my belt, I could take off, take off loads of drop weights. I'm perfect like that depth. But um, if you're only diving, or if you are diving four or five meters and you take that one kilo off your belt, that could be quite a lot, really, if like in your buoyancy terms. Yeah. Um, so like a little half a kilo one, you're not making that much difference, really, if you dive on that sort of depth. Yeah,
2: nice. nice. Awesome. One. Thanks for coming on, man.
3: No worries at Thanks, all. Mate. Good to see you all. Have a lovely day. Yeah, evening. dude.
1: And you, mate, we'll catch up with you soon. Go for a dive.
3: Lovely job. All right. See you later. See later mate. Mate. Bye.
1: Bye. 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 bye,
3: bye,
1: bye. Yeah, that was awesome, man. Matt's such a nice guy.
3: Yeah,
0: top guy. Yeah, really good. Bless him i forgot he was the guy that saw me catch my first fish must have looked like such an idiot. that's really does nice that he was, so, it take, he it was genuinely st- yeah he did because he was so, <laughs> he was so excited for me and i was really excited for yeah, myself yeah, yeah
1: yeah and it was the uh,
0: smallest fish you've well i you know like i say legal but what 30 whatever centimeters <laughs> 31 centimeters <laughs>
2: <laughs> the minnow <Yeah. laughs>
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. And Matt, like like I said before, Matt took me out a couple of times when I've you know, been going down to Cornwall and yeah. talking about, and this is why I brought up etiquette, because um, I don't think I'd ever met Matt at this stage. I think I've right. talked to him through like social media and stuff. And um, I was going down, and I said to him, oh, I'm coming down for holiday. And this is like, going on a few years ago now. And him and Tony took me out on Tony's boat. And that was the first time I'd ever met Tony. And like, it's just... Approaching these things the right way is the best way to go with it. Really, don't be a dick about it. And yeah, as I say, Matt took me out a couple of times, and he's an absolute legend. Um, really nice guy, and
2: yeah. I think the the uh, the this year for Cornwall is going to be great with Matt at the head of it again. And uh, no, I think he's got a load of good ideas, and obviously he's treasurer for the BSA as well, so he's going to spunk all the money. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you will have six months off next year because it will just blow all the BSA's money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should maybe get a second signature. Tree. Um, no, no, it's really good. No, it's um, it's, we, yeah, he's we lots of information
1: and um, knowledgeable yeah, really cool. bloke. Also, you lads again, I'll or what,
2: bloody hope so.
0: Yeah, I hope so. It's been quite good hasn't it this well, weekend it's been borderline hasn't it and i think it probably might be okay this weekend i'm hoping saturday if anybody's around Have you got anything? oh can you, well, i was hoping oh, you weren't gonna say saturday always busy. Always busy. <laughs> so i can do I, i'm and then you on. complain that i never ask
2: you <laughs> yeah, you right. never <laughs> ask me i <laughs> uh, always right. fucking ask you I'm booked for Saturday until probably lunchtime, so that's because of the bloody um, times. It's going to rule that out. But if we do Sunday, I will get the boat out.
0: Oh, tempted. I'll have a I'm look. Tempted. tempted.
2: No, you're not invited, Rich.
0: <laughs> I think it's blown up on Sunday, which is why I <laughs> said Saturday. <laughs> oh, what um,
2: weather? Mm. Oh. Well, if, if if not, then uh Saturday afternoon into the evening I can yep. do.
0: Yeah. Cool, well, let's try and make it work out. Yeah, we no, be could it's, it's been ages since we've all been out together. So yeah. who else
2: have we got coming on in the not too distant future? Anyone? So
0: yeah, we got
1: Jackie Az coming on. He's um he's a Paralympian uh canoeist. No, oh, nice. Yeah, and um he's well, actually, he's many things to be fair. He's um he's Mr. England was Mr. England, uh, personal coach, he's an Olympian, and God knows how many other things amongst a Spiro. So cool. we're gonna we're gonna get him on and like yeah, talk about all things fitness related in spearfishing. Oh, and nice. obviously other shit, because we always digress, don't we?
2: And uh how much of a sense of humor has he got?
1: Mate, it seems like a like a legend, so... Uh, I,
2: I'm only just trying to make sure that I need to filter what I say, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> limit mate. limit my roasting, is all. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, yeah, well, everyone knows what you like, so I wouldn't worry too much. <laughs> <Yeah>, That's <exactly.
2: laughs> <laughs> yeah, fine, as long as he doesn't need a hand. Uh, um, uh,
1: by this stage, everybody who can be offended is offended, so what more <laughs> can you do?
0: Yeah, we probably
2: weeded people out at episode 25.
1: Yeah, I, I reckon by now, whoever does not want to listen to us is not listening to us anymore. I've got a really, really good uh, bit of news, actually, as well, and some cool stats. So last time we looked at it, we were like, what was it, 42 countries? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, We're now over 60.
0: That's awesome. Nice.
1: Yeah, and I don't know who the fuck is listening to us in Iraq, but someone from Iraq listened to us. Um, nice, or some people, I don't know how many, but yeah, someone in Iraq. I thought Iraq was a landlocked country. Am I wrong? I haven't actually looked.
2: They might have ponds, <laughs> fake ponds, they've imported the water, but
1: Mate, it's crazy. Someone in Iraq, I don't know. Anyway, it just blows. My Does mind. that mean
2: that I'm banned from 60 countries now? <laughs>
1: no Norway apparently think you're right so you, you... <laughs> they'll let me back <laughs> <laughs> nice. oh, amazing anyway nice one lads and uh, yeah Iraq is not actually landlocked by the way needs to make it up it's got the Persian Gulf on one side so there you go you learn something every day um, mm-hmm. yeah cool nice one lads catch you next week it. have a good week boys catch you later